Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. so much for tuning in to today's show where I welcome Ann Apple. And today, Ann and I talk about managing anxiety around dating. And as you guys might know, Sarah and I started this podcast almost nine years ago when we were married. And as of four years ago, we decided to transition our relationship to not be with each other anymore. We still have a great co-parenting relationship and love each other very much and have transitioned our relationship. And now Sarah's in a partnership and I'm dating and kind of for the first time in, in since I was in college. I'm 37 now and I'm learning a lot, maybe the first time in my adult life because I didn't date that much in college. And today's episode was very valuable to me and I hope it will be to you as well. And And it's kind of like a mini therapy session for me in the beginning where I talk about my personal experiences around anxiety and dating and how to navigate them. So I really appreciate Anne for helping me with that. I hope you guys enjoy getting to know me a little bit better in this context. And I think it'll be valuable for you to hear as well. And Anne is a licensed clinical professional counselor based in Chicago, Illinois, and provides counseling to enhance well-being, particularly focused on close relationships, including dating, marriage, and family, as well as anxiety and depression. And uh, yeah, Anne and I get into it today. I really enjoyed this uh, conversation, this therapy session, and I hope you guys do as well. Hi, Anne. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me, Chase. I'm excited to be here. Today, we're going to talk about managing anxiety while dating. And I'm dating and I definitely have anxiety around it, different areas. So I'm excited to talk to you about this. Maybe we could start by having you tell our listeners how anxiety shows up in dating and in the people that you're working with. And and then we'll talk about specific things that we can work through and, and tools to, to manage it. Sure. I'd love to. So, you know, my office is in downtown Chicago. It happens to be in Lincoln Park, which is where there's a lot of single people looking for partners. Right. And so a lot of the work that I get as a specific relationship and well-being therapist is, you know, um, a tremendous amount of anxiety and dating and what it brings up. Like you said, you're dating yourself, right? And you're experiencing anxiety. Dating is terrifying, right? And it's generally terrifying because we have kind of been conditioned to outsource approval from other people, 
right? And so when you're dating, a lot of times there can be this big rejection factor that people are experiencing, or they date because there's a need to be liked, right? Or a want to be liked. And then I think also one of the big things that I hear from clients who come into my office is they've been on these dating apps, they're burned out. And the big overarching fear is that they won't ever be able to find anyone, right? And so dating brings up a lot of our own internal insecurities and fears. And then sometimes we're not really presenting as our most authentic selves, right? Um, So there's a lot of anxiety with dating. I want to start with dealing with the need to be liked because it's something that I've noticed in in dating, but in friendships and in family relationships is just unpacking this this desire. I think we all have it and and just to different extents how it shows itself and to the amount of work that we have to do to heal the parts of us that that feel incomplete, that feel like we need to be liked. So for me, what I realize, and maybe we can work off of this, is I, I realize that so much yeah i feel like i show up authentically when i'm dating but that if i like someone and we we have a, a little bit of chemistry then it's it's like i don't i don't it doesn't feel like a game but let's say it's like this game of like how much can i get this person to like me i feel like i i'm showing up authentically but then it's like i i'm it doesn't even feel trying super hard it's almost that i've done this my whole life and this is what i'm realizing in trying to to be liked if that makes sense and it's been really valuable to unpack that and be like and to release the anxiety around it of like look just if they like you, great. If not, that's okay. And just sitting with that. So I don't know, I could go on, but this has been something kind of newer to me to to realize how much it was this just underlying programming running of, and again, like not trying super hard. Like I feel like I'm just showing up authentically, but it, there was like this underlying anxiety around it. Can you speak a little bit to that? Well, Chase, you probably are showing up authentically, right? And what I'm hearing you kind of tell me is that there might be some people-pleasing tendencies, right? Which is really well, like, woven into our society, into people. We have this natural thought of, well, we need to be liked. We want to be liked. It makes us feel good, right? We want to be there to be easier for other people. Those are kind of some social constructs, right, that come up and... You know, I always tell people date to be known, not to be liked, right? Because like when you're like, I want to be liked, I want to be liked, you know, you're not able to really focus on the other person. And I think you mentioned chemistry. Well, I have chemistry with this person. That's great. But chemistry should not be confused with compatibility, right? And so when we're in those early stages of dating, we we look for chemistry, right? That's usually number one, because you want to be attracted to the person you want to have less, there's excitement, right? Compatibility comes down the line a little bit later, as you're starting to really get to know the person, right? But people pleasing, and people pleasers, not everyone is, but um, I, I tend to see a lot of people pleasing clients, right? Because People pleasers tend to have more anxiety because you're outsourcing your approval to other people, which is ultimately what creates anxiety in us, right? Yes, yes. Does that make sense when I say that? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. And, and I want to maybe give a specific example of the, the people pleasing and in the process that maybe some of our listeners can relate to. So we go on a date, have a nice encounter. It's like, okay, there's a, there's a connection here. I had a good time. Seems like the other person did. They, they said so. And then we start this dance, you want to call it this dating dance of like, okay, when are we going to hang out again? And I notice for me, there, there is anxiety around, I guess, like reading the signs or navigating that in the sense of like, I'll just give, you know, a current example. There's someone that went on a day with and it, it was nice. And then we're planning something. She, she lives a bit further away and we're planning something to meet up again. But I'm feeling a bit more enthusiastic in my communication than maybe she is. And again, I'm not trying to tell a story. I, I'm trying to step back, have some awareness, recognize maybe she's busy. And I do like to go first and put myself out there. But to me, it's a, it's a line between that and trying to over please, right? Yeah. You should never be putting in more effort into a relationship than someone else's. Right. Like if you're saying, you know, I feel like I'm engaging more, it's like that pursuer distancer dance. Right. And so like, I applaud you for putting yourself out there. Go for it. Why not? Right. You're saying this is who I am. I'm interested in you. And like you're dating with an intention. Right. If you don't feel like she's responding back in the way that you would like, that's not a reflection of you. That's more of a reflection of maybe what's going on with her. Right. I see a lot of people who practice like what's called detached dating. Right. And a lot of times people have a difficult time being vulnerable when dating. So they put up walls. Right. Like and what does detached dating look like? It can look like, you know, you said like this playing the game, this dance. Right. There's some uh, discomfort, Um, you know, and when you're playing these games, you're wondering, like you're telling me like, well, I know that she's busy. She lives further away. I'm, you know, you're starting to guess, well, what is she thinking or feeling? Right. And then you kind of start to assume things that you don't actually know. Right. And people pleasers, like, you know, people pleasers in general will avoid conflict in order to quote, not ruin things. Right. So in early dating, you know, it's possible to become hurt at a time when you think, um, you know, People are like, oh, I shouldn't be hurt. I don't have a right to be hurt. But like, it's still hurtful, right? And we need to listen to that, you know, because everybody has potential, right? Like having potential and living up to the potential are two different things. People will show you who they are and you have to listen to it, right? So I would encourage you to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm interested in continuing to pursue this. Are you game or not? Like, put it out there, right? Let her tell you if she's not, because, you know, if you are dating with an intention, right? Like, you need to make sure that those things are in alignment in order to be able to move forward. That's exactly what I tend to do. And and what I was going to interject with is is to say, yeah, like, I don't, I don't have time for, I don't want to say she's playing a game or just in, in general, someone legitimately might be busy. But uh, I think to our listeners out there, and obviously you're tuning into a relationship advice podcast, you're trying to do things, you know, in an adult way. And I think the adult way to, to date, and again, this is newer to me, you know, I'm 37, Sarah and I are 
divorced for four years and we were together for 13. I didn't date most of my adult life. And but yeah, just being direct. And I want to keep going back to this example because I think it'd be good just to have something to play off of is, yeah, after the first date, it's like you you feel something. But then, yeah, to go, hey, uh, I want to hang out again, just and, and to be direct, like, are we on the same page? But I'm wary, I guess, and maybe you could comment on this, on the balance between over-communicating and just letting something unfold. I'm definitely game for, for putting things out there, communicating feelings like an adult, but also I think there are maybe some instances where it can be detrimental to letting something unfold. Absolutely. Right. That's what I mean. Like clear with the intention. And you mentioned people are busy. I have a, a thing that I say, no one is busier than someone who is not interested. Right. Back to people are showing you if they're interested or not. If someone is interested and they are emotionally secure and available to have a relationship with you, they should be able to invest in that the way that you are in your communication. Right. Um, and I always look for like green flags in dating. Like you want a person to show up consistently, right? With communication and plans, right? And then if you're talking about communication and sharing, like you want to be able to appropriately share information that is consistent with how long you've known the person, right? I don't believe in any rules on communication of how often people are communicating, right? Or how long do you wait, after you have a date to text someone, do it when you feel like you want to. Because again, you want to be showing up as your most authentic self, right? So if you have to be thinking about these things of what is this, to me, that says that's the anxiety piece, right? What is it that's making me question these things that I'm doing, right? And I would tell you to listen to that, right? I would say directly address it with her and these are signs. People are telling you things without telling you things. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. You're nailing it on the head. Yeah. And this is a very common situation um, that I hear about all the time in my office. But I think it's great to highlight it because lots of people have experienced it and will experience it and over and over again. So the the telling things without telling things, and I guess... I have anxiety around that. And I did notice it's like, hey, I want to check in with this person and, and just say, hey, I hope you have a great week. Because, again, I feel like I'm open and, and loving and, and like to connect. But I did notice, you know, it's like, well, maybe her communication doesn't seem to be as forward, but she's got a kid. So maybe she's busy. And I'm, I'm not overthinking. <laughs> well, I am overthinking. Like you too. Yeah. 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 Good but, to be aware, Chase. Good to be aware. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen to yourself. Yeah. But I guess where's that line? And obviously as, as things unfold, but so I I do go ahead and go, hey, I hope you have a great week. But I, I think then it's just like rather than having weeks go on like this and, and, and I don't, then it's like, okay, I'm getting kind of mixed signals, but I, I don't want to make assumptions. And I think that's the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you just go, hey, look, I like to check in. I'm looking forward to when we hang out again, but it seems like maybe you're a bit busy or are, are you feeling like you want to continue this? And then just being direct rather than this guessing game. Absolutely. So I always tell people to stop screwing around with people who send mixed messages. They run hot and then they run cold, right? That will not ever lead you to the relationship that you want, right? And you're like, in general, 
right? Then you're kind of pursuing people who are unavailable, right? But my personal question to you, if you were sitting in my office, is, and I'm going to ask you now, like, what are your goals in dating, Chase? I'm glad we got to this and it would be valuable. I'm not entirely sure. I do yeah. know that the way I've described it to a friend of mine, we were talking about this, is I want to create the space to to have meaningful and intimate relationships, but to not be too quick to to settle, so to say, because I haven't ever settled. Right. Yeah. Or, or or just, yeah, to be like I, my tendency has been to if there's someone I like and, and we gel with and it might not be like this person. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to spend the rest of my life. But it's like this is a cool person. Then I tend to zero in and, and all my energy goes there and and I'm not meeting other people. And I, I want to create the space to meet and experience different people for that reason. But but then it gets complicated. You know, I live in a small town. Dating is multiple people is its own thing that maybe we can dive into. So I'm going yeah. on, but maybe you can comment. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there because like, you know, you're telling me what you're natural, what you're naturally predisposed to, right? It's kind of like dating one person at a time. Right. And I'm hearing that you think, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be dating all of these people at the same. Maybe that's not who you are, Chase. Right. Everybody is different. And it's okay to listen to who you are and what your preferences are. Right. And so, like, my guidance to you would be like, look, this is who I am. So I am going to invest in someone if I think that they're interesting to see. One, is their chemistry? Two, is their potential, the capacity, the compatibility? Are they interested in continuing to build something? Right? And if they're not, then, you know, you can move forward because it's not always about the person, right? Exactly. I always tell people, like, in mate selection and stuff, it isn't always about, like, the best person that is the best match. Some of it is about timing, right? And so, like, I do think like doing some reflective work for yourself about, you know, what are my intentions in dating, right? Because like, you know, your response was a response, but it, it, it could also run hot and cold, right? Because what I'm hearing is like a cognitive dissonance between what your head is telling you and what your heart is telling you, right? Like, you know, your head is like, oh, I should date a whole bunch of people, Right. And I have space for all this, but your heart is like, and what you're telling me and what I'm hearing is like, but I'm kind of really just focused on this one person and I need to figure that out. I'm not great at dating a bunch of people at the same time. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. 
Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code I do at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code I do. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. I think part of my conflict and, and hopefully our listeners, uh, this will be valuable, is how do you navigate understanding what you want, but 
not settling. And I know that I'm not necessarily like on the hunt for a life partner. I do know that I want to have the the freedom to meet different people. But if someone comes around and that's almost, I don't want to say outside of my control, it's my intention, but I'm like, this is amazing. And I, I'm open to going on a on the track of, of developing a relationship. My question is, is what do you do in the meantime, in a sense? Yeah. So what I would say is, you know, I think that you need to sit with yourself longer, truly, and reflect, right? Because, you know, when you say settle or something, any, I don't even like the word compromise, right? A lot of therapists and in general, we use the term, oh, marriage is about compromise. Relationships are about compromise. Compromise inherently kind of like symbolizes a loss or a settling, right? To use your language versus if I sit with something longer, I can really reflect and then I can take more ownership of the decision that I'm making. Does that make sense when I say that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because I think you're like, you're like, well, I'm kind of open, but how open are you really? Like as a therapist, if you were, again, sitting in my office, I would be like, well, let's talk about, you know, how emotionally available you really are right now. And this is not a negative, right? I always think that like the investment in yourself, the understanding of yourself and where you are at any given moment in time is beyond valuable. It's priceless. Yeah, we don't have to <laughs> turn this into a therapy. I'm happy to talk about it myself. But I'm just <laughs> you don't laughing. Have to. No, but no. These are general things that I would suggest that people do is to yes. really sit there and think like, well, how, you know, when if people are having a hard time partnering up or struggling with data, like dating and things, my thing is like, well, let's look at ourselves, right? What are we projecting? Have we been clear with our intent, our communication? Does it align with what our goals are, right? And then how do you get more comfortable? Do you actually want to be dating more people and getting to know people? How do we create the space in order for you to be able to do that? Yes. And part of what I'm enjoying and is learning about myself through these experiences, because I feel that and I have, you know, I sit back, I sit with myself. What do I want? I've not dated for months at a time. And I find I learn the most. I, I learn stuff then, but I'm learning the most when I do go, okay, I want to, I want to meet this person and date them, you know, and we go on a couple of dates and I'm like, okay, I'm learning stuff. And it's tricky though, in, in the sense of being in that space of, to me, it's like, if I was like, I want a long-term partner, I want someone to spend the rest of my life with, and that's my goal. To me, that's, it feels easier because it's like, okay, what do I want in a partner? And it's like, that's what I'm, I'm looking for. And that's all I want. Or I could say, I want to date around, but I can have casual things, but I, my, I'm focusing on the long-term. But if that's not where someone is at. It's not necessarily, it's not where I'm at. Let's say someone listening, that's not where they're at. To me, then it's like, <laughs> then it's the wild west. It get, to me, it's real tricky. And what do you do? What am I working towards? Right? I love this, Chase, truly, because I'm glad that you brought this up because I have a lot of people who come in or haven't dated for months and they're like, you know, I can do this work on myself. Right. And you can get so far to do work for like self-actualization by yourself individually. Right. Our biggest mirrors in our life 
are our partners. So people that we're dating and our kids, right? They are the ones. So you get to that point where, okay, I've progressed. And I always think that this is a big caveat because, you know, you can always be evolving and growing on your own individually, right? But it is a different set of (laughs) things that we have to look at when we're partnered up right? A different level of growing. They show us different things. We're confronted with different challenges and things that we need to look at, right? So I think it's great, right? That you're talking about that and like you're learning through that. That's why I do think it is good in your situation to like date a lot of people and how I would encourage you or any other listener to think about it. And if it feels scary or not to think about, I'm curious about this, right? If you can reframe it to say, I'm curious what this is like. I'm curious to learn more about myself and what certain situations are going to bring up in me. How are they going to make me feel? How am I going to respond? I'm curious, right? Uh Because that that takes away some of the anxiety, right? Yes. This is interesting. I'm curious. Yes, that I would say <laughs> as bad as I am at articulating where I'm at, that is where I'm at is like I am curious and I'm learning so much and I'm surprised, you know, like I said, at 37, it's the kind of the first time I've I've been dating and I have a lot of empathy for those of you out there who have you're like, yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years because it can be complicated. So this is really valuable within that curiosity. How can we communicate with the people that we're dating, because that's the other side of this, right? How should we be communicating to them of like, hey, this is where I'm at. What does that look like? I would just say be as honest as you, and transparent as you can. And the person that you're dating can be, be fine with that or not, right? Because like, like you said, like you're not dating to find your next you know, life partner or for the next phase of your life. And some people are, right? And so... If we know that, then it's like, well, that's not a good match for you, right? So you need to be dating people that are going to be okay with where you are and might be in the same place. Yeah. And when should that conversation happen? That's another thing I'm I'm running into. And I, I'll even take this another layer. It's like on dating apps, let's say, you know, I was on Bumble and it, you can put in, you know, looking for something casual, long term, open to short, whatever. But I found that <laughs> I'll match with someone and they hadn't even read that. You know, one time it was, you know, mine's very clear. It says has kids and don't want more. And after like three dates with this one girl, I got the feeling that she wanted a family. And I, I brought that up and I was like, hey, and she hadn't even seen it on my profile. Anyways, so when can that conversation happen? And I just inserted that because I think even if you have it on your profile, it might be good to, to bring it up in person. Oh, 100%. Any of the non-negotiables should be brought up immediately, right? I'm not a big, I don't want to call it waste of time because I don't think anything is a waste of time because we learn from every experience and interaction and person that we meet, right? And that's very valuable. Um, I have found that the dating app culture has gotten to be very toxic for people. And for some of the reasons that you're stating, right? People aren't really looking or reading. So what was it about you that she decided to go out on a date with you, but saw these things? right? Like, why would she select you if she knows that she wants kids? Or maybe she doesn't know, right? And you're kind of exploring that together. But I'm a very big advocate of 
explicitly date like intentions and non-negotiables to come up first date. You know what I mean? Like if you know that you do not want to have more children and you are solid in that, you're not like, Oh, maybe. Right. You should say that because what I find in a lot of people, and this is gender specific and I don't mean it to be, this is just how I happen to see it is a lot of women think that they can change men. Right. We have this fantasy or unrealistic expectations that, oh, well, he'll really like me and then he'll change his mind. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's not necessarily like, a, like, like that's not a healthy thing. That's a reflection of someone else. Right. But it's like, no, these are things that are super off the table for me. Like I am married. My husband was married before me. He had two kids from his previous marriage. I knew that I wanted kids. Right. And if he had said, I absolutely do not want to have any more kids, we would not have continued our relationship because it was really important to me that I wanted to have my own biological children, right? So, you know, first, second date kind of thing, Chase. Like, absolutely. I would start with the first date by saying, what was it about my profile that was interesting to you? Right? What did you see? Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Hey, Love Tribe. I have just a few questions for you. I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? and you want to feel truly heard? Or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? Or do you just long for those fun, giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? 
Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. It's interesting. I have encountered that I thought I, I, I was very clear and it's like this idea that, well, maybe I can get him to change his mind. And, you know, I've had to say like, no, and I'm very sure I don't want more kids. So right. and people overlook things, Yeah, you know, back to like people tell you explicitly who they are and not all the, like people don't listen all the time to that. Yes. For whatever reason, you know, that's valuable that what you said of like, tell me what it is that if you're meeting on an app, you know, that, that piqued your interest. Or at all, truly. What was it about me that you found appealing? Even if you, they saw you out in public or something and asked you out, what was it about me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and I think especially in the early stages, just being direct, not assuming. And I wish, I mean, people listening that are on the other side, if you're not interested and the person is reaching out to you, like be direct. It is your responsibility to let them know. Yeah. Yeah. This ghosting stuff and this wishy-washy game playing, I don't subscribe to. Yeah. Right. Respectful and hurtful. Like it's very easy to say, Hey, I really enjoyed getting to know you. I don't think that, you know, we're going to be compatible moving forward. I wish you all the best. Thank you. You know, I would say, please, (laughs) you know, I I try to do that. I I think I do it every time. It's respectful. Right. Yeah. Again, this is a overgeneralization, but I do find that there's lots of like having to read between the lines. And as soon as I notice that, I'm just like, hey, I like you. Do you want to hang out? Like, I don't say it like that exactly, but it's basically that, you know, do you want to keep hanging out? (laughs) Uh, You should. I would encourage you to. Right. And I agree, Chase. This is what I hear about all the time. The amount of times I have clients in my office pull out their phone asking me to interpret what it texts that they went out on a date with. I'm not kidding. Right. And I'm like, well, how do you want to reply to that? Right. Like, you know, um, so no, this is a really common thing, you know? And so like the best thing you can do is just be very direct and honest in a kind, compassionate way. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's valuable for me to hear because I don't know what, what's common or not. And hopefully for our listeners too. And it's kind of a relief of be like, okay, like it's not, <laughs> I'm not crazy. No, you here. don't need to play these games, Chase. Yeah. Um, nope. Mm-mm. And if the people that are, and you're not into it, like there are people. And I think about like people in their young twenties, right? early twenties who like want to be dating a lot of people who think it's, you know, these games and stuff can, they release dopamine and stuff in our brain. Right. So they can kind of become addictive and we're thrill seeking. 
right? This is not everyone. And I'm not, I don't, I do not think that this is you, right? But there are people who operate like that. There's like the thrill of the chase, right? Yes. Not chase, like your name, chase. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I see it a lot, right? And it's just, you know, it's, it's a sign of like some emotional immaturity, a sign of some emotional unavailability for like, depending what it is that you're looking for, right? For some people, honestly, like they just love it and that that's fine for them. So if it's not creating any distress, you know, and you're enjoying it, great, right? That's not usually what the people in my office are experiencing, which is why they're asking me, like you said, to read between the lines, right? And I'm like, there is no reading between the lines. This is what they're telling you. It runs hot and it runs cold. It's wishy-washy. We don't have time for that shit. Well, most of my clients, you know, again, are, are looking for longer term committed partnerships. Right. But the ones that aren't like, they're not reading these things to me, you know? Well, I can imagine if it would be extra frustrating and extra important to, to be, I want to say, yeah, strict. If, if you're looking for a long-term partner, be clear with the communication. And if these games are occurring, I mean, that's actually great because that's information that this person is, you know, immature, not emotionally available, not able to communicate. And so it's like on to the next one. Exactly. We do not have time for the low effort nonsense, you know, if that's what people want, right? They're showing you. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people don't listen to it. And even just like highlighted by your example of it says in my profile, do not want more children, right? Like people don't always see the writing on the wall or even when the writing is on the wall, they're not always accepting it. Yes. And and I would say along these lines, and I've noticed this can come up with me, is that when you get that communication, whether it's the immaturity um, or maybe even if, if it's direct communication, don't make that a reflection on yourself and don't try to win that person over, you know, or maybe they're being immature. They're not, they're wishy-washy and you're like, all right, I'm just going to double down on, on my love and communication. Make them like me. Yes. Yeah. No, that that's the people pleasing piece, Chase, right? Yep. Totally. Yep. Or the wanting to be liked. Right. And that's an ego. You know what I mean? Like that's a, and those, like, if that's happening, like we need to look at, okay, back to the mirrors, they're holding up a mirror for us. What is it that we need to do for ourselves that we're looking for this other person to do for us? Are they looking, are we looking for them to validate us? Because that's what I hear. Right. And then part of the work is how can I do that for myself? Right. Cause you're giving away your power to the other person. If you're looking for them to validate you, right. We are giving our power away to someone who doesn't deserve to have it. That's such a huge thing that comes up when dating and not like even in relationship, like not looking for your partner to validate you, to complete you, to make you anything other than who you are and, and loving ourselves. Maybe can you speak to some practices that, that we can do if, if you notice that you're trying to get validation f through the dating um, to take a step back and, and validate ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I like to do some psychoeducation work about realistic expectations in relationships. We as human beings have this natural childhood like fantasy that our partners will provide everything for us. 
right? I'll be in this relationship. I'll be happy. They'll do everything for me. That is not realistic at all, right? Like your partner should provide about 25% of those things for you, right? The rest have to come from other sources, like for long-term committed partnerships. But in dating, if you're looking at this, we are, and that's where the anxiety piece comes in is like, you're outsourcing your approval and your validation to other people. So that is part of like the self-confidence, the authenticity within yourself, the feeling good about yourself. And so even just some simple practices of affirmations, of reminding yourself, like, I am enough. I am perfect just the way that I am. I am healthy, whole, and complete. I am a loving, caring person, right? Um, Because a lot of times, like as a society too, we aren't really conditioned to really love ourselves. We're kind of a problem-focused society. And people get stuck in thought patterns that are very negative, right? And it's a lot of times like, well, I'm not good enough. Why doesn't this person like me? Am I not pretty enough? Am I not cool enough? Do I not do something? It's always about us, right? And it very, like, that's what we tell ourselves, but it very rarely is, right? And so it goes back to like building the self-confidence and the self-esteem within ourselves of like, I am perfect just the way that I am, right? I am safe. I am secure, I am a good person, you know, like these kind of basic things, because you have to pay attention to the messages that you're telling yourself, but I call our automatic thoughts, right? Like, like when you said, um, I'm reading between the lines, I'm not sure if this person is interested. I would say, what are you thinking? What are some of the thoughts? Be mindful of what it is that you're telling yourself about that. Like what comes up? Right. So practicing the mindfulness and then what are we telling ourselves and what could we say to ourselves instead that is healthier? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's such an important part about dating is uh, we're talking about things, you know, being out there on the app. But but really a lot of it and I'm of the belief and this is through working with my therapist, maybe you can comment on this too. There are times to to be alone and, and to sit with ourselves and, and to build our self-esteem like we're, we're saying, but we, we learn the most through relationships. So to go out, put yourself out there and date and continue with the affirmations with these things, because I found I can make all the affirmations I want and do that self-work and, and that's important, but it's not until I'm dating and trying to read mixed signals that the real anxiety comes up and, and then I go, oh, there's there's my work, you know. Exactly, exactly. I was just going to say, there's your work, right? Because you can, you can do so much of that by yourself to create a strong base, right? But again, then when we get into these situations where ourselves are being triggered, right, or our insecurities are being mirrored to us, that is the work, Right. So it's great that you build the strong foundation on your own. And these are opportunities, right? Back to like thinking about things of like, I'm curious about it. When you butt up against something that's uncomfortable, I love it. I want to hear about it because that is an opportunity, right? To continue to grow and to widen our circle of comfortability so that we can make it bigger, 
Because I think Chase in a year, if you and I were to check in and talk, you know, if we had like, like said, I'm really anxious with this in a year, if you're practicing these skills and continuing to challenge them, right. And work through them, those things that make you anxious today, aren't going to make you anxious in a year. You're going to feel much better at it. It's, it's like our work that we do as therapists and in session is great, right? But it's what are we doing outside of the therapy room, right? And the fact that you're getting into uncomfortable, I encourage people to put themselves in uncomfortable positions because that's how you grow, right? You're not going to grow if you don't ever feel uncomfortable. You're making changes. It's wonderful. I love to hear. Good for you, truly. And like, (laughs) I'm not dating, right? Because I'm married, but that would be, I would say, show me, Show me the receipts that you go to therapy. I want to know that you're working on yourself and that you're open to that because that's something that I value, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And that would be something for you dating too. It's like, you know, who are you dating? Do they value development of the self? Do they want to know? Are they intellectually curious about emotions and themselves and growing, right? Because like, it sounds like that's something you really value. And you have this podcast, which is, you know, emotionally and relationally focused, right? It's part of who you are. Yes, exactly. And now I can just send them this podcast so they can understand where I'm at. <laughs> Should. Uh, I actually think it's good to ha- have people, and, but like, you know, you know you, but you want to, you want them to know, like, and you want to make sure that that's something that they value because it's always like blows my mind because I'm a therapist and my work is all like, all emotional and relational and stuff that there are many people who really just do not value it. Right. And do not know how. And I think that as a society, it reflects on our society, right? We are, you know, starting to make some shifts, right. With mental health and well-being, and, you know, um, psychoeducation and social emotional learning. Um, But that, you know, this, we are progressive, right. Um, So, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people who are similar in some ways, right? Differences are wonderful too. That's also how we grow and evolve. But like, just for you personally in dating, because I see a big discrepancy, you know, um, in my clients who are dating, if their partner is not willing, right? Um, because like that means that like at one point someone will completely outgrow the other person and it kind of creates, you know, that gets into the actual relationship stuff, but um, an inability to continue to individually grow, but then grow together. That's huge. And, and yeah, we can get those signs early on when we're dating, maybe send someone this podcast and if they're like, eh, that's boring, or, eh, not interested, <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, they're not curious at all about relationships and growing that that's a sign if it's something you're interested in because emotions are exactly because they're so deeply ingrained in who we are and how we relate to other people right um that that there's value in that right and exactly not that they have to be doing the work but that they are open to it or curious about it and want to know more about it yes 
That's such an important thing. Well, Anne, thank you so much for all this information for for a little mini therapy session for me. It definitely helps. Hopefully our listeners can relate or, you know, just having the knowing that there's other people out there, you know, dealing with these same anxieties and issues. And, and now we have some more tools to, to deal with them. It's super valuable. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. This was, yeah, it's very common. I want everyone to know that if you're experiencing this, you are not alone. Yes. This is a very common, very common thing. And, you know, I am here, right? We are here. There are resources. Beautiful. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? And if there's anything that you want to leave our listeners with, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. Yeah. Like um, if you need any additional support or have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at the dot well being w e l l b e i n g dot therapist on Instagram, and then my website is www dot m as in Marie Appel a p p e l dot com. Excellent. Well, we will have those links in our show notes and on our website. And thanks again for taking the time to come on the show. Yeah. And everybody, you know, it takes a lot of courage to get out there and talk about these things and to date. So, you know, you're very courageous and stay curious. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge... We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.